This is Random Randy Savage from Cold 45 Podcast, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 264 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. This week, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Oh, <laughs> eat, drink, and be merry. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagans. We're all in this together. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast. Three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly. This week, we're going to talk some nerdy news, including everything that happened at this weekend's D23 Expo. And then we've got a review of the new movie, Ready or Not. Before we get into all that, let's see how everyone's doing this week. Markellis Raggins, how are you? I am good. I'm good. I'm a little tired. Uh, If you are listening to this episode as a a new episode when it drops, I will, uh, God willing, be in Atlanta, drunk off my ass, partying at Dragon Con. When are you uh, leaving? I'll be leaving the... uh, the day before it starts, so Wednesday. And the, you're just going to party nonstop for, what, four days? Uh, yes. I mean, obviously, I'm a big nerd, so I will hit all of the panels that I want to hit. But yeah, for the most part, I'll probably be partying at night. Panels during did the you, day, party at night, sleep when I get home. Did you already set out like a schedule of what panels you're going to go to? Or? Uh, I'm about 25% there. So far on the docket, I'm definitely going to hit up uh, some Star Wars panels, uh, definitely some uh, filmmaking panels. There was, uh, God, there's a Downton Abbey panel that I want to check out. Uh, yeah. Definitely, a, yeah, I know, right? definitely a, a, K, a couple of K-pop panels. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm working on it. I'm, 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 moving, I'm moving pieces around. The, the thing is I fill up my schedule with like a thousand things that I want to do. And then depending on how I feel at the moment is what I make it to. But the K-pop one, I'm definitely making it to. So forget about that. Forget about missing now, that. Now, does how tired you are that specific day affect what panels you go to? Or do you start crossing them off and be like, I don't think I can make it through this and stay awake? <laughs> or Yeah, it depends on where it is and where I am. Like on Saturdays is the parade. Uh, and if your panel is in one of the hotels that's, you know, a couple of blocks away, you know, forget about it. You're not going to make it unless you leave like really, really early. So, yeah, it depends. I take a look, you know, see what I see what I have on a docket. You know, if there's some cool Firefly stuff that I absolutely have to see, then I will make a way. If it's just like people talking about uh, the anime to live action film ratio uh, success rate, uh, that one is interesting as it might be. I might skip that one. Uh, I'm definitely going to try to hit up a couple of podcast panels, too, because um, those were those were fun last year. Awesome. Well, we look forward to a full report from you when you return of everything that happened down to the minute. Yes, you will. The one thing that I can tell you that won't be on there is the underwear party. Yeah, I was going to say, what you, whatever you can remember <laughs> of what <laughs> happened. So, so not much. Awesome. Uh, Aubrey, how are you this week? 
Uh, pretty busy. Classes started, and uh, Josh's sister got married, so it's been a very long week. Hey, yeah. congratulations, Josh's sister. Yeah, yeah, they're all really excited about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <Awesome>. pretty tired. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, hopefully some exciting nerd news can wake you up. I hope so. <laughs> Joey, how are you doing, dude? Uh, I'm fine. I really... I've been picking up extra hours at my second job to start trying to put some money aside for New York, yeah, which is looming in about a month. And uh, it's been rough, man. It's it's hard. When, when I work third shift for my main job, and then you know it's bad enough the regular hours that I've been picking up at my second job, and then when you add in a shift or two or a longer shift, it it's it's rough. Yeah, <laughs> but it's all going to be worth it when we hit the floor at New York Comic Con. And uh, I'm not using a credit card for everything. <laughs> so, I, I'm, I'm getting excited. I'm starting to, you know, search the uh, hashtags on Twitter and Instagram to see which of my favorite big booby cosplayers will be there, <laughs> as my daughter would put it. And, uh, you know, just waiting for those press invites to start rolling in. Should be any, any time now. We're getting close. Usually about a month out, we'll start getting our uh, press invites. And then it's, it's, it's a very exciting time for us. Very exciting. But uh, enough about us. Let's uh, talk a little bit about us, Mark Hellis. Tell the listeners where they can find more Soul Wizard Podcast. All right. So everybody can go to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Oh, you'll find movie reviews from yours truly, Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. Uh, you also find our merchandise there. Uh, you can purchase some of our So Wizard t-shirts, look good while you represent the show. Um, I personally designed a few new shirts to go up there, so... uh. Definitely take a look at them. Check it out. Uh, I will be rocking a brand new one at Dragon Con. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Click on the big Amazon logo, do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our little podcast. Uh, you can also find our social media links on the website. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review while you are there. Uh, you can also find us on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone. We're on Podbean. We're on Google Play Music. We're on iHeartRadio. And we're on Spotify. We have a Patreon account where you can support our show each month for a small donation and receive bonus content from us. Uh, we also have a YouTube page that uh, Adam Wallyhawk is putting up a bunch of videos on. So definitely check it out and uh, let us know what you think. Uh, shout out to everybody in the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. What did you say? Are you kidding me? What? Ha! Huh. Amazing. All right. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, so let's just fucking get to it. <laughs> Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. So let's just get into the biggest news story that happened this week. And of course, it happens the day after we record. So uh, this is a little bit late for most of you, but uh, we're going to give our opinions. It looks like the uh, the dream is over, that uh, Sp Spider-Man is leaving the MCU. Cue uh, the Millie Vanilli. Exactly. So Sony and Disney 
looks like they were trying to renegotiate some of the terms of having Spider-Man as part of the MCU. And Sony said uh, they were not down with it. They wanted to leave things, uh, I guess, the way they were or just maybe not deal with Disney at all. And instead of two companies realizing that what they have together is great and it makes the fans happy, they've decided to go their separate ways. Tom Holland will continue to play Spider-Man in upcoming movies. Uh, the MCU will continue to move on without Peter Parker. So, you know, I'm not really sure how I feel about this. I'm glad for Sony to kind of develop more Spider-Man stuff that isn't super connected to the MCU, especially since they struck gold with uh, Enter the Spider-Verse, which I think is awesome. But uh, yeah, what do you guys think of uh, of this shakeup now? And do you think there's a way that things could get back together? Uh, let's start with Aubrey. Um, I think Sony's going to see the the backlash that happened, and they'll be more willing to listen to Disney. I think Disney released that this happened to kind of pressure Sony into doing what they want. Ooh, that sounds. Uh, that sounds. That is definitely sounds like that was a possibility. Joey, what do you think of it? Oh man, this is like the worst fucking news ever. I'm so disappointed. I was so disappointed when this dropped. Um, yeah, I mean, the original agreement, as far as we know, was uh, Sony pays to make the movie, uh, market the movie, uh, distribute the movie, um, and Marvel makes the movie and, and gets Spider-Man to be in uh, the MCU as well as in multiple crossover movies. Um, Sony gets close to 100% of all the money made theatrically and through home releases, anything the movie itself makes, where Marvel got all of the merchandise. And it seemed like everybody was happy, and then we don't know what the negotiating was. We heard um, you know, Marvel wanted to go 50-50 on profits and 50-50 on production costs, and Sony walked away, but then now we're hearing Marvel only wanted 30% to 70%. And I've also heard that Sony is the one that leaked everything supposedly trying to make Disney look bad, but instead the backlash has made them look really bad. So I don't know. I, I, I just feel like uh, Into the Spider-Verse was like a lightning in the bottle, once in a lifetime thing. Whereas the pattern for Sony is Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, Venom, Spider-Man 3. So if you're asking me where I want the movies being made, I'd, I'd really prefer them to be made by Marvel Studios. <laughs> yeah, but... I also Spider-Man Sorry. 3 and Venom made a shit ton of money. The Spider, but Spider-Man 3 damaged the brand to the point where they had to reboot it. <laughs> so, to be fair, that was a lot of money riding off the goodwill of uh, Spider-Man 2. Nah. And Venom did make a lot of money. This is a problem. If Venom had bombed, then we aren't having this conversation. Right. <laughs> but they see, all right, you know, there's money to be made. We don't have to share it. And uh, we're not taking any deals. So F off. And they walked away. Um I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I just wish they could could at least come to an agreement to finish the Spider-Man trilogy with the movies they have. Say, all right, well, we'll do one last Spider-Man solo movie with Marvel, and then we'll do whatever we want going forward from there. Because it just sucks. Like we, we, It ended on a cliffhanger, and, and we have no idea what the hell is going to happen. Like, Could they make another Spider-Man movie that's technically a sequel to Tom Holland's movies and just not like dance around mentioning Marvel stuff. I think they could. Yeah. If they put, if they put 
the effort in to get a really good creative team behind it, I'm sure they could do, they could pull it off. But I don't, I just don't trust Sony. You know, I just, I don't trust Sony. Like, there's only so many times that you can, you know, open a door and someone hands you a bag of shit before you <laughs> stop wanting to open the door. Well, Venom proved that they could, well, in their eyes, box office wise, it proved that they could make a movie, a Spider-Man movie without Marvel's help. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse gave them an Academy Award. So, you know, they're feeling pretty good about themselves. Then they hired Lord and Miller to handle a lot of the Spider-Verse uh, products that are coming out soon. So who's to say they don't just bring those guys in and take over the, the movie franchise? Well, they're not going to be doing uh, Into the Spider-Verse 2 or any of the spinoffs. And right. Mark, I don't know if you've ever watched them, but Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs was made by Lord and Miller. Yeah. Not, all, not my awesome. favorite movie, but... For a kid's movie, it was pretty good. <laughs> Ever watch a sequel? <laughs> uh, I've never seen a sequel, no. All right. Well, they weren't involved. So. <laughs> that is a very fair point. It's a very fair point. I don't know. We, we'll see. We'll see. We. It's one of those things where you know it's better to have loved and lost and not have loved at all. So <laughs> we got five good Spider-Man appearances in an MCU you know, and Kevin Feige said himself this deal wasn't going to last forever. You knew eventually. Oh, yeah. Sony yeah, was yeah. going to be like, all right, now we're going to do our own thing. But uh, yeah, it did kind of end kind of abruptly. But there wasn't like a real roadmap set up for Spider-Man regardless. And Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, it, there's a lot. Like you really need to watch a lot of the MCU movies to really get all of those references. Like they're, they're Spider-Man movies, but they're also commercials for the other MCU movies. And I'm sure someone at Sony was like, all right, it's enough of that shit. Like we'll let you have so we'll let you have Spider Man, but now you're you're you know putting your footprints all over our movie itself. So right, no no Jared Leto was in it, you know. Yeah. Didn't make us want to see Morbius. So I I don't know. We'll see. I'm thinking they'll 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 work things out right at the last minute. Yeah. Well, money talks, bullshit walks. So you know, we'll see. I heard they were they they came to Marvel and said, "I tell you what, you can have all the movie rights to Spider Man back for ten billion dollars." <laughs> <laughs> and Disney told him to pound sand. So. <laughs> the good news is that it's it was in the part of the renegotiated contract was if anyone buys Sony Pictures, it, it, Disney buys Sony Pictures, they own Spider-Man. Great. If Apple, which has been a rumor, Apple shows up and buys Sony Pictures because they want content for Apple TV Plus or whatever the fuck they're going to call it, uh, the Spider-Man rights revert to Disney. So if Sony is sold to another company, the rights revert. So there's no worries there. So if you start seeing things in the news or rumors about Warner Brothers or Apple or Netflix, somebody like appearing in the horizon and going to buy Sony for content, basically, because that's what all these companies are buying these things for. um, There's no worries because Spider-Man will revert. So, I mean, it's really just kind of waiting them out. It sucks that now we have to wait them out. Like we're in, we're in the Sony cycle. Aubrey, you remember the Sonic cycle? Yes. You know, son- a new Sonic game is announced. People get excited. It comes out. It's terrible. People get mad. Then a new Sonic game is announced. People get excited. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now we're in the, the Spider-Man cycle. So they're going to, you know, make a Spider-Man movie. It's terrible. <laughs> they're going to go back to Marvel. Marvel will make them. Then they'll take Spider-Man back, make a new movie. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> so I'm sure we'll get Spider-Man back in the MCU in like phase seven or something. All right. So next now, I'm not 100% sure, and I'm not really 100% sure what this means. Supposedly, we're getting a Matrix 4, 
with Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, uh, directed by one of the Wachowskis. I thought we were getting a reboot with Michael B. Jordan that it was filming in Chicago. I thought that was a deal. I don't really know what this is. But if Keanu Reeves wants to come back for another Matrix movie, I'm not going to tell him no. The guy is on fire right now. John Wick is killing it. He's back for Bill and Ted. Uh, If he wants to do another Matrix, I am there day and date. Uh, But I don't understand why there's no Fishburne. And I don't understand what happened to the other Wachowski. Uh, Are you guys excited for Matrix 4, Joey? No. (laughs) Do you want a reboot with Michael B. Jordan? Honestly, I don't know what I want. I, I, and God, I think we can add the Matrix to the list of uh, franchises where, like, who cares? <laughs> like, at this point, not that I don't care. Like, I want there to be more Matrix movies. Uh, I would be very excited for this. Um, and I'll get to why I'm not excited in a few seconds. But, uh, you know, it's been uh, 20 years since the last good Matrix movie. Yeah. The two sequels are terrible. The majority of the spinoffs are terrible. Uh, it, it's... It's just not, there's nothing there. It's just like Terminator or Predator or Aliens. Like there's not even, it's not even a hill to die on because there's more bad than good with the franchise. So if the movie comes out and it sucks, oh, oh well, it's just another shitty Matrix movie. <laughs> uh, why I'm not excited, I'm super excited that, you know, Trinity's back. Um, hopefully they're going to, you know, put her on the Mark Hamill diet and get get her in shape for that leather outfit again. Uh, I would be pretty pissed if I was like, you know, in my 50s. And the Wachowskis showed up at my door and like, all right, get on the treadmill. You get to put this leather outfit back. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. No, <laughs> um, I would be pissed that the Wachowskis are at my door anyway. They might try to make me watch Jupiter ascending or something. But uh, I- I'm really pissed off that the Wachowski sister is going to be directing it. Like they just don't have it anymore. They haven't had it since, in theory, they haven't had it since the first Matrix. The second one was okay, and the third one was an abomination. Um, There's parts of Speed Racer I really liked. I know you love Speed Racer, Mark. Um, It was okay, but they haven't made anything good in a long time. And a lot of the stuff they've made has been really bad. So I I really was hoping they were just going to cash some big, fat producers, executive producers checks and show up at the red carpet and wave and say, I love the Matrix and go home and relax and drink Mai Tais on the beach or something with their money, wearing sunglasses that don't have um, arms on them to go on your ears. But (laughs) it just I, you know, I was hoping that they would pick some young, hungry, like action movie directors or something, you know. God, get everybody that made the, this is my solution for everything, but get everybody behind the raid and say, hey, you guys make some awesome action movies. Here's this amazing franchise that's based on fucking anime and, and Hong Kong action movies. And, and go fucking nuts. Do something crazy. And, and no, but I, I just don't feel like they have it anymore. And I'm really worried that this is going to be really fucking bad. <laughs> well, it's possible that maybe one, maybe the one that isn't doing it is the one that doesn't have it. You know, maybe it's like the the two directors of John Wick. You know, one guy goes and does Deadpool and Hobbs and Shaw, and they're okay. But the other guy does John Wick 2 and 3, and those are amazing. So, you know, maybe they're just split up that way. Aubrey, you've seen Carrie Ann Moss on uh, Jessica Jones, so you know that she's still around and still still uh, doing her thing. How do you feel about her coming back as Trinity in The Matrix? I really don't want to see another Matrix movie. Nah. <laughs> I don't even want to see it remade. I just want it to be left alone. Yeah. You think it's fine just the way it stands, just as it is? Yeah. Yeah. I just want, can we get a 
Jaden Smith in the uh, Jada Pinkett Smith role. Can we like, reboot it with him coming back? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he seem, he seems like a person that would be uh, into the Matrix. Probably, yeah. Matrix, Matrix, Matrix. <laughs> Neo, 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 Neo. Yeah. <laughs> Trinity, Trinity, Trinity. Right, yeah, so, I, I don't think I can wrap anything to rhyme with the Merovingian. So sorry, guys. So well, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the Matrix. Uh, well, I just want to say that Aubrey, if you think you don't have to see this in the movie theater, no. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> I'm pretty sure by the time that we were talking about reviewing the Matrix Four for the podcast. Uh, the world probably won't even, won't even be here anymore. It's the heat death of the universe will come first. Exactly. I'll be standing on the hill staring at the sun imploding and thinking, well, at least I don't have to see a shitty Matrix sequel. <laughs> Take me away, God. All right. So then and then one last bit of uh, news that I just wanted your opinions on. I, I'm, I don't have any stake in this at all. But apparently there's a, a Breaking Bad sequel that's coming out on Netflix, uh, a movie that kind of picks up where... The story leaves off with uh, Aaron Paul's character. Now, I, as I've admitted before, only made it through the first couple of episodes of season two of Breaking Bad. Still haven't finished it. Uh, I will go back to it. Uh, but they dropped this trailer. And, you know, I, I'm kind of interested that this show is popular enough to get a spinoff movie. So what did you think of uh, the Breaking Bad sequel movie coming out to Netflix, Joey? Oh, my God. Oh, I can't fucking wait. I love that show. Okay. I can't, Mark, why did you tap out after like half of season two? Because it was like the the season one was it was dark, but it was it was it was comedic. You know what I mean? Like there were some kind of light moments to it. Uh, the second season, it just went dark. It just kind of stayed in that dark area, and it was just tougher for me to to get through the episodes. Oh, wow. You, you ain't seen nothing yet. So probably for the best that you just tapped out, unfortunately. <laughs> no, I, I will finish it because I definitely, now that I know that it gets dark, uh, you know, I'm willing to accept that. But after I was binging it, you know, and after season one, then you go into season two, it's like, oh, we're not we're not going to be in that same place anymore. We're going somewhere different. And I just wasn't ready for it. And I just, I kind of fell off and I just didn't get back to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably one of my favorite tv shows of all time um it's it's up there in the upper echelon of shows where i could say to aubrey hey aubrey you should watch breaking bad and i don't have to go asterisk but season three sucks and the second half of season four is bad and then season five was kind of boring like it was five seasons they're all fucking awesome the show is awesome and that's you know up there in god tier tv land with uh michael chiklis is the shield it's two of my favorite TV shows of all time. So, you know, everybody behind the original series is back. They're working on this movie. Uh, I'm scared because as we've seen so many times on this show, you sometimes you just can't go back. You know, I really wanted a new Star Wars movie, but instead I got the prequel trilogy. <laughs> you know, so sometimes just be careful what you wish for. But I, I am very excited. I, I want to see it. God, I hope it doesn't suck. Because if it does, it's going to take the show down a notch because it won't be perfect. And the show right now is perfect. So I'm very nervous about how this is going to shake out. That's right. As long as the the main guy is coming back for it, uh, Vince, what's his name, I think, was the creator. As long as he's coming back for it, it's fine. Yeah. All right, Aubrey, did you watch Breaking Bad at all? I did. I watched a good portion of it. Yeah. Um, I don't remember where I left off. I just never finished it because I never got around to it. Yeah. 
Uh, but I did watch the trailer for the movie. Um, Josh was super, super excited. And then he told me that we have to binge the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So I will be expecting your full report on Breaking Bad mm-hmm. when you're done with it. As long as uh, you're okay with it just getting darker and darker and darker, I think you'd be good to go. Yeah. Jessica Jones is in it at one point. Yes, yes. I I saw her in it. I at least got through that season. Okay. Not to spoil it for Mark, but the way uh, she leaves the show is pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So those are the big, uh, the big news hits that I wanted to talk about. Now let's do a quick rundown of our reaction from the headlines of D23. Uh, they announced a ton of stuff this past week. It's funny how we do this show and there's some weeks where like nothing happens. And then there's weeks where just like a ton of shit happens. And we have to try to squeeze it all in an hour. I, I, I got to tell you, Mark, we finished recording the last two weeks. And I'll be honest with you, the listener. Uh, it was like scraping the bottom of the barrel <laughs> for fucking news to talk about. Like there's nothing going on. We're like, fuck. What did we, what did we even talk about like two weeks ago? I don't even remember. But like. We were trying for you, the listener, we were trying. And then it just started with the Sony Spider-Man stuff. And it was like six days nonstop of like fucking news. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Should we use the patented Cult 45 colon, the movie podcast, give a fuck a meter for these stories? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? Let's, let's bring that in. All right. So just to explain the give a fuck a meter for anyone that hasn't listened to the Geek World All-Stars Roundtable crossover podcast. Five, meaning you give a, the most fucks and you really care about something. Zero, meaning you don't give a fuck at all. Right. So I'll read the headlines and you give me your number zero through five. All right. So let's start with uh, this one. I'm actually really curious of, of, of your, your thoughts. Uh, we're going to start with some of the Marvel TV shows. They announced some titles before at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, but got a little casting news uh, for some of these shows. Uh, the one that I wanted to start with is WandaVision. We already know that Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany are coming back for WandaVision. But what we didn't know is that Randall Park from Ant-Man and the Wasp and freaking Kat Dennings is coming back as Darcy. Zero to five, Aubrey. What do you think about these MCU characters coming back to this TV show? I give it a four. Four. Nice. All right, Joey, how about you? Uh, can I break the meter and give it like a hundred? <laughs> Sure. Yeah, you can. Yeah, Darcy's big ass titties coming back, <laughs> and uh, my number one MCU waifu Elizabeth Olsen. Dude, can I like mainline this into my veins? Let's go. Seriously, I knew you were gonna be all over that. As soon as I saw her, I saw them announce her. I'm like, well, if there was any question if Joy was not gonna get Disney Plus, he's definitely gotta get it now. Yeah, you had my curiosity, <laughs> but now you have my attention. Yeah. Uh, yeah, zero to five. I'm giving this. A, I'm with Ari. I'm gonna give it a four. Uh, I like Darcy in a Thor movie, so uh, yeah, more of her. I'm all about it. All right. So then they did announce some more TV shows that they didn't announce at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, three to be exact. We're getting a Moon Knight TV show, a She-Hulk TV show, and a Miss Marvel TV show, which blew my mind. I can't believe they're already pushing it. The app hasn't even come out yet, and already they're just loading it with this crazy stuff uh so let's go with uh let's do one two three joey zero to five how do you feel about miss marvel zero (laughs) all right what about she hulk five all right sweet all right give me moon knight uh three and a half all right all right that's fair that's fair 
Uh, I am not familiar with Moon Knight at all. Um, Aubrey, how about you? Miss Marvel, go. Uh, three. Okay, all right. She-Hulk. Four. Ooh, all right. Moon Knight. One. Hmm. All right. Wow. Right. I'm what about say, you, Mark? Yeah, I'm going to say Miss Marvel 4, because I don't really know that much about the character. She-Hulk 2. Like, what? what? I don't I don't get that at all. That just... What don't you get about it? How is she... A, who is she? How does she get gamma rays? How does she turn into the Hulk? I mean, I'm she's sure... The Hulk's co- she's the Hulk's cousin. Okay. He, he gave her a blood transfusion. I'm sure this will all change in the movie, <laughs> in, in the TV show, but in the comics... He gave her a blood transfusion because she was in the hospital and he was the only one that matched her. And then she got Hulk powers. But hers are different than his because she can change at will and it has nothing to do with being angry. And she keeps her own personality while she is the She-Hulk. So she's still like she's a superhero and she's still a lawyer sometimes as herself, mostly as the She-Hulk, like dressed in like lawyer clothes. <laughs> so. So are we going to get Mark Ruffalo in a surprise appearance where he has to give his blood to this lady? Like, I don't understand how they're going to make this work. I'm, I'm sure they'll figure it out. I'm more interested in like what they're going to do. I am not interested in a straight up superhero show. But if they go the route of one of the most recent comic series, which was just like almost like a sitcom. It was actually a hilarious series um, with her and like tons of Z and B, D, E, F grade supervillains and courtroom drama. That was ridiculous. Uh I'm all fucking in. <laughs> like, uh, uh, that, that is potential to be legit, like one of the best, funniest fucking TV series ever. So, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll move it up to a three based on your pitch, Joey, but we'll see. And if, you know, we'll see if they get the player, especially if it's somebody like smoking hot. So, yeah, it's so, it's so weird. It's so weird. Like, is she going to be CG or they're going to paint? Like, I don't know. My brain can't, I can't fathom it. Uh, Moon Knight, I'm giving that a four because even though I don't know anything about the character, the the image of it looks cool uh, and it just sounds cool. Just sounds like a cool concept. Okay. All right. So the Eternals, uh, even though we got a good look at the cast before San Diego Comic-Con, uh, we were able to take a look at some images of them in costumes and we got a couple of new cast members on there. Uh, Jimmy Chan, who, who uh, was already in Captain Marvel, is now going to be <laughs> in her... Uh, Without the blue paint, inside the Eternals playing Cersei, who Joey that Joey called like weeks ago, uh, and we also get Kit Harrington, another Game of Thrones alumni, joining the group as the Black Knight. So zero to five, Kit Harrington as the Black Knight, uh, Aubrey. Uh, four. Okay, all right, and uh, Gemma Chan coming back as Cersei. Three, because I still don't remember who she is. <laughs> she was the blue Asian girl that uh turned on uh. Captain Marvel. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll still give her a three. Cool. All right. Joey, Kid Arrington. Uh, a million out of five. Really? Uh, Black Knight is literally one of my favorite adventures of all time. Okay. <laughs> I am so fucking excited that he's going to be in a movie. I never, ever, ever thought they would get to Black Knight, and I'm so fucking pumped that he's going to be in a movie. I can't explain to you in words how excited I am. <laughs> Um, I want to send a special shout out to Kit Harrington because that guy lives a charmed life. Uh, as an actor, he got to make out with Amelia Clark for like six years on Game of Thrones. Yeah. And now he gets to play Jimmy Chan's boyfriend. Okay. I don't know what kind of deal he's got with the devil, <laughs> but sign me up. <laughs> All right. And uh, Jimmy Chan, you called her being his character, dude. So, uh, oh, yeah. Zero to five. Um, I, I, I'll give it a four. Okay. 
Uh, I love Jimma Chan. Uh, I'm not going to act like Cersei is my favorite Avenger or character, but I, I, man, I get really excited for B and C grade characters getting pushed into the spotlight. So those were always some of my favorites back in the day. I'm not going to pretend that Cersei was my favorite character by any stretch of the imagination. But moving into the uh, weird, and this is for the comic nerds out there, the weird like 90s uh, Avengers characters where they all wore the same jackets. I, I love it. <laughs> Give me all these weird characters. I'm waiting for Gilgamesh. And uh, Hercules with no beard to show up. And everyone will have the same leather jacket with the big A on it. Jesus. Well, I'm, ha- I'm happy for you, dude. Thank you. Kid Arrington. Yeah, Jon Snow. Whatever. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'm going to give it a three. Jimmy Chan, I love her. So I'm giving that a four. Give a fuck. All right. So then in the last bit of Marvel news, bestow my heart. We have a date. Black Panther 2 comes out May 6th. 2022 zero to five i give this a million uh <laughs> aubrey what do you give the announcement of black panther 2 i'll give it a four okay i'll take it joey much like our patron saint of so wizard podcast said in mean girls the limit does not exist <laughs> I, I i'm super pumped for this as well obviously we all loved the first one i love chadwick boseman as a black panther um and they're they're letting Ryan Coogler literally take as much time as he needs with in theory, because there's a date now um, to make a really good movie. So this is great. I can't wait. It's not like they just, just said, all right, we're going to set the date first and then we'll figure it out. And here's your new director, Louis Letelier. You know, <laughs> bust my man, Louis. <laughs> From, you know, it's not going to be a Hellboy 2019 like thing. So um, I'm excited. Uh, hopefully we'll start to get some more information on it. And uh, I think they got a lot of pressure on them to make a good movie. But I think they're up to the task. So we'll mm. see. We'll see. Here's the here's the thing that stood out to me. It's called Black Panther 2, Roman numeral 2. We haven't had a, a number in a sequel for years. And we definitely never had a Roman numeral number it's always it's only been like two and three just like regular numbers does that seem odd to anyone else other than me uh joey i think um maybe they'll change the title before it's released there's always that possibility there's also the fact that and let's not kid ourselves uh black panther was a huge crossover movie you know it it did 700 million dollars in north america right (laughs) so it's not just us nerds. So you could call it like Black Panther, uh, colon, blah, 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 blah. And we'd know what was going on. And, and, you know, I would say the majority of humanity would know what was going on. But if you really want to reach out and grab like your grandmother to come back to the movies, yeah, <laughs> they understand what the number two next to the title <laughs> means a lot easier than calling it like the rise of Prince Namor or something. <laughs> yeah. All right, Aubrey, does it seem strange to you that it's like a Roman numeral two as opposed to just like a number two? No. No? I want it to be Black Panther colon Fallout or Black Panther colon Rogue Nation. (laughs) Black Panther colon Mark's Dreams Come True Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) Featuring Black Knight and Black Widow. (laughs) And Michael B. Jordan is back. Michael B. Jordan as Michael B. Jordan. That's all I want. Yeah. All right. Okay. So now, uh, rounding up, we kind of talked about this last week. Uh, it was a 97% chance that Ewan McGregor was going to come back as Obi-Wan, but now we have it official. 100% Ewan McGregor will be back as Obi-Wan Kenobi 
even though we kind of talked about this last week, zero to five. How do you feel about Obi-Wan coming back, Aubrey? Five. Yes. We get a five. Uh, are you psyched to see Ewan McGregor in the role again? I love Ewan McGregor. Yeah. He's good in everything he's in. And, and I can't imagine another Obi-Wan besides him. Yeah, right? It seems like the perfect time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey, how about you, man? I will say four. Okay. I'm just not a huge prequels fan, so yeah, thrill me. I'm sure I'll be fine. Once I see like 30 seconds of footage, I'll be all in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just for now, I'm just kind of like, eh, I mean, what is it going to be about? Like, what are they going to do? Are we going to watch him sit around a house, a, a dirty house in <laughs> Tatooine for six episodes? Like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I want to see what they can come up with. He's going to go door to door and just tell people about the force. You can knock That's on right. the door and be like, hello there. Can I talk to you about being a Jedi? Yeah, they put up that huge timeline that showed like every Star Wars thing that's coming out, like the prequels, Solo. Like they gave a timeline of exactly when everything happened. And I don't know, man, just seeing Obi-Wan's name like that close to that close to like right in between episode three and episode four and like right around Rebels and Solo. I don't know. It gave me a little thrill. I'm very psyched. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm giving it a straight up five. About time. This is the one announcement that I can fully get behind. Uh, okay, and then we got our trailer, an official trailer, not like a potato version trailer, of the Mandalorian footage uh, and a poster. Uh, John Favreau, uh, executive producer, writer, uh, showed off some clips where we get to see the Mandalorian dealing with the aftermath of Return of the Jedi and uh, trying to get some bounties. There are a lot of cool things in that, in that footage. Zero to five. What's your hype level on a Mandalorian? Uh, let's start with you, Joey. Uh, this is another million trillion out of five. The footage looks better than I could ever imagine. I love Empire Strikes Back is my favorite movie. I love Boba Fett. I've always loved Boba Fett. I love bounty hunters, all that underworld Star Wars stuff that's in the background. And it just it hit the right vibe. It felt like a Star Wars thing. Uh, it looks badass. Just fucking people in carbonite. He fucking shoots that guy and then he pulls that guy with the grappling hook into the door and then cuts him in half with the door. It just looks fucking awesome. So, like, let's go. Let's go. Mm -hmm. If this was the only thing on Disney Plus at all, like the only thing you buy that you get the app and this is the only thing you can do with it is watch this series. I'd still I'd still get the app. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Aubrey, what about you? Zero to five. Always a five. Oh, it's a five. Another five. Nice. Yeah. Is there any anything in those scenes that really like blew you away? No, I mean everything was just amazing. I'm just really excited. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it is uh yeah, it's like a hundred. It's like a hundred for me. Um seeing all of those those people in Carbonite, I'm like, holy shit, they're really doing this. They're really going for it. So uh, yeah, I'm psyched. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Carl Carl Weathers looks awesome. The IG eighty eight lookalike droid that Taika Watiti's voicing looks awesome. Like, this is definitely has that Rogue One. I feel like I'm a kid playing with my Star Wars toys, but and someone is filming it and putting it on a big screen. Uh, so I'm psyched for it. I'm ready for it. Uh, and then last bit, we got our, our look at the poster for a poster for Episode 9, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, Kylo Ren, Rey, fighting with their lightsabers in the background, Emperor Palpatine. What do you guys think of this image of the poster, Aubrey? Also five. That's a five? Oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Joey, what about you? Oh, that's a five. You know what? All the bitching about The Last Jedi, all the bitching about 
anything Star Wars, I'm a fucking sucker, man. (laughs) (laughs) I see I see an image. I hear the fucking music. I just hear a TIE fighter sound flying by and it's fucking Niagara Falls, Frankie (laughs) Angel. I'm like all in it. Star Wars has me by the fucking balls. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sorry. I cannot be objective when it comes to Star Wars stuff. I'm generally probably like 99.9% of the time going to just be head over heels in love with it. So I am so fucking ready for episode nine. The hype is starting to rise. I'm just getting <laughs> really pumped. I'm ready to go. And awesome. Oh, I just, I, I, I dude, I, I don't want to see any fucking redemption for Kylo Ren. Kill that fucking bastard <laughs> and kick his body <laughs> off wherever you guys are fighting. The end. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm hoping it's going to be the way it goes. I'm going to give it a 4. I don't know. It doesn't doesn't really pop for me. It doesn't have, I mean obviously it's just like a little teaser poster. This isn't supposed to be like the whole big shebang. But uh yeah, I don't know, bringing the emperor back in such a cartoony look. I don't know. I'm, I'm giving it a 4. Um so yeah, so that's pretty much it. That's everything. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I got a couple of really small ones. Uh Wow. All right, really quick. Uh, Emma Stone as Cruella, uh, zero to five. Aubrey? Uh, five. <laughs> yeah. you, you like Emma Stone, right? I love Emma Stone. There you go. Cruella, a Dalmatian no, story. Cruella was Asian. <laughs> was it? What? <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Joey. Emma Stone as Cruella uh, DeVille. I'll give it a one because okay. I do like Emma Stone. But uh, the the one picture they released looked like they were dropping the hottest mixtape. <laughs> I have a feeling you guys are going to make me fucking watch this. So No, fine. no, no. There's Come way on. too many things on Disney Plus for us to like throw that out there. You know, you, you, know, you say that, Mark, but it's going to be like it's going to come out in like the middle of like April or March. <laughs> and there's not going to be anything to, to talk about or review. And it's going to be like, oh, Cruella DeVille, the live action movie, the musical came out today. All right. Well, I guess we'll do that this week then. <laughs> Probably. Especially because we're all going to have the app. You don't have to leave the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can sit down and watch it. You know it's going to happen, so just prepare yourself. <laughs> Be you and the hottest 101 Dalmatians <laughs> mixtape there is. I do. So. All right, Lady and Tramp trailer. we got to look at the actual footage of the trailer. Zero to five, Aubrey. Also a five. Yeah, I knew you were going to give that a five. In Tramp, actually, I was reading was a dog that they had adopted from a high kill shelter. So go Tramp. Yeah, now he's a movie star. Or Rags to riches. Streaming TV star. Good. Good for him. All right, Joey. Zero to five. Lady in a Tramp trailer. Zero. What? Call me when it's Lady in the Tramp stamp. Coming soon. Disney Plus. That might be more of a Hulu thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not interested at all. All right. All right. Maybe I was, it's time. You guys have to get a guest host that week. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a four because they actually make the mouse moves on a dog. I thought it was going to be like a like an old school, like Homeward Bound type of movie. But uh, no, they actually put a little CG in there. So, yeah, I'm giving that a four. Aubrey, this is the one I really want your opinion on. Lizzie McGuire is coming back as a TV show. Zero to five. Five. <laughs> I knew it. This is what dreams are made of. <laughs> The Disney making dreams come true for So Wizard Podcast. Cat yeah. Dennings, Black Panther, and now Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joey, talk to me. Lizzie McGuire is coming back. Uh, a two. Okay. I've never watched a single episode of Lizzie McGuire. I, I got very lucky. It was Janine was too young when it was out and big, and then it went away, and I never had to watch it. But, uh, 
Hillary Duff is, has aged very well. <laughs> so uh, I'll give it a two. All right. I'm going to give it a one because I've never seen it and uh, I don't really care. But uh, I do like her. I think she's kind of cool. There was like a uh, Lizzie McGuire movie that came out a while ago that was uh, a big hit when I was working at Blockbuster. So she gets a point for that. Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> this is oh, good. Aubrey's going to make us watch it. Oh, my God. Aubrey's going to make us watch that, isn't she? <laughs> yep. It, it's happening. There's no, there's Could no happen. Fight in. All right. And then the last one, which easily wins my, it, if I can give it an award for best title of a TV show, I would. This is, it's amazing. I'm going to watch it just because of the title. High School Musical, colon, the musical, colon, the series. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually, it's the name of it. I, it blows my mind. I'm definitely watching this. Um, Joey. High School Musical to Musical to Series. Oh, Jesus. I, I actually did watch the trailer for this. Yeah. And uh, God, this is not for me in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. I have seen all the movies. Because un- unlike Lizzie McGuire, this hit right when Janine was the perfect age and demographic for this. And God, she was all the fuck about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I even saw the third one in the movie theater. That's all you need to know. That was my I, next question. <laughs> I've seen it a million times. I gotta be honest with you. If you put a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you a goddamn thing. I <laughs> just like pull the fucking trigger. I remember uh, Zach Efron playing basketball and singing at one point. I think that was it. Vanessa Hudgens was hot, um, uncomfortably, I guess, because she was like 16 when they made it. Um, but uh, yeah, this is not for me. But I gotta tell you, as somebody who was the father of a young girl. If Janine was that age again and this was coming out, holy fuck balls, would she be all <laughs> over that shit? Like this is like uh, it, uh, you have it's it's hard for me to say to like you or Aubrey because you just don't you don't have that experience of well Aubrey you are a girl so maybe you understand from when you were a kid but there's a certain age of girls with those Disney fucking channel shows that like it's just like it hits them like a ton of bricks. And they're all about that shit. And, and this just looks right on that line. I, I swear to God, Disney Plus is probably going to go buck wild with these types of shows. And it's going to be out of control. I can't wait for the Hannah Montana reunion. Oh, God. <laughs> you know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying this to my daughter. I'm like, you know what, Janine? Just wait. When you're 30, it's like 60-year-old Miley Cyrus is going to put that fucking wig back on. And you and your friends are going to pay ungodly amounts of money to go see her in concert. So <laughs> you, you just wait. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. You, you put that out there. Now it's going to happen. Thanks, Joey. Yep. That's right. All right. Aubrey. High school musical, the musical, the series. I just like saying it. What do you think? Zero. Zero? Really? You wasn't a I, high school musical fan? I was never a high school musical fan. Nikki was and probably still is. Wait, I Nikki likes not. it? Uh, I give it a five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she loved it. Like they had she had a high school musical birthday party that I was not invited to. Wow. Is that why you hate high school musical? <laughs> no, I just I never got into it. You were more of a camp rock kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even like that. Don't worry, I watched a lot of that too. Yeah, that was just never my thing. I had a, I knew a lot of people that really loved it. But it just, it was never, ever my thing. Together, together. together. Sorry, go ahead. No. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know the songs. Oh, You're singing? I don't I'm, on, I'm on a lonely island here with my high hey, school I, musical sounds. I started the show with We're All In This Together. Just keep that in mind. That was the first thing I said. Yeah, I knew, you know, somehow I knew Nikki was going to be a 
High School Musical fan. I just felt it. It's because she loves the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, yeah. They weren't in High School Musical. They were in Camp Rock. No, but the two go hand in hand. Exactly. The Jonas Brothers with a special guest appearance by Demi Lovato's teeth. (laughs) Stop. I remember Janine. This has nothing to do with Disney Plus, but Janine was obsessed with Camp Rock and what they had like Barbie dolls for it. And the the, um, Demi Lovato one, it, it was. The back of the box was like, it's Mitchie. She's nobody's backup. <laughs> like, for like the last like 10 years, anytime anything happens, I was like, it's Janine. She's nobody's backup. And she's like, Shut up. <laughs> it, I think now I could. Oh, wait, no. I, I was going to say, I think um, Princess Jasmine was in Camp Rock, but she wasn't. Uh, what? She was in uh, Lemonade Mouth. I want to say. Oh, Lou Nademouth starring uh, Bridget Mendler. Oh, yes. Well, and I'm pretty sure Princess Jasmine was in it too. I guess I'll have to revisit that one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me how I know that. Um, <laughs> Don't ask me how I knew who the star of the show, <laughs> movie was. <laughs> this is because conversation has gotten more uncomfortable than our upcoming Dora review. Oh my God. All right. So uh, yeah, so that's it. That's everything that happened through <sighs> Disney plus uh, November 12th. Can't get here soon enough. I'm ready for it. Well, that's the final question. You guys are all in, I assume, at this point. Yes. Hell yeah. 100%. I, I can't imagine anybody not wanting to get this if you're like us. I just can't imagine. I can't fathom it. There's just so much fucking cool shit. It's like they just took Netflix and uh, HBO Max out in the back and shot them behind the woodshed. You know, like, fuck, dude, this shit looks awesome. So, yeah, cool. I think that's it. We finally got through all the news. It only took uh, the length of a regular episode. Yeah, so now <laughs> let's take a break. We're going to come back and review the movie Ready or Not. Hey, what's up, everybody? I hope you're having fun listening to this episode of So Wizard Podcast. But did you know you can actually get paid just for listening to us? I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. We've just discovered a new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast you love, and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that pod coin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks, or if unlike me, you're a good person, you could actually donate it to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. Here's what you got to do. Download the free app right now on your iPhone or Android device. I've got a special code for you. Simply use our code wizard when you sign up and you'll get 300 pod coin just to start off. If you listen to enough of us on there, you can get a drink at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card, and it's like I gave it to you. So go ahead, go listen to this podcast or any of your other favorite shows on PodCoin and sign up with the code WIZARD. It'll change the way you listen to podcasts. And we're back. All right, guys, we're going to review the new movie Ready or Not, starring Samara Weaving and some other people that I don't know who they are. Adam Brody... Andy McDowell. Oh, that's right. Right, right. Right, right. I forgot. I forgot about her. There you go. Thank you. So we all had a chance to see it. We're going to go around, give some initial non-spoiler impressions, and then we'll play our sound drop delineating spoilers. If you haven't seen it, you know, to close your ears off and we'll uh, spoil the crap out of the movie and talk some more about it. So let's just go around to start. What did you think of the movie Marcellus? I love this movie. This was so much fun. This is why I go to the movies. I loved it. Awesome. What about you, Aubrey? I also really liked it. Um, I was excited when I saw trailers for it, and then watching it again was really cool. It kind of reminds me of Cabin in the Woods. Yes. Yes, exactly. 
Awesome. And I uh, loved Cabin in the Woods. Awesome. Well, uh, I got to tell you guys, I got some some news for you. I also fucking loved this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this has jumped right into my top five of the year. I'm not joking around. This shit was awesome. It gave me a, a huge, like evil dead Two kind of vibe. Not that it's that good. Let's not get crazy, but just that kind of walking the line between, um, it was hilarious and it was gross and it was scary ish, but it wasn't too scary. And I, I gotta tell you, it was pretty fucking awesome. So. <laughs> um, now we've gushed enough about it. Anything non-spoiler you guys want to throw out there or you want to jump right into spoilers? Uh, I would say if you are a fan of uh, Cabin in the Woods or those type of movies where it walks a really fine line between horror and comedy, this movie, you would enjoy this movie, I think. It's a lot of fun, pretty scary, uh, very gory, uh, but just a thrilling ride. So. Yeah, I would say give it a shot. Dude. There's enough superhero movies out there right in the world. Go see something a little bit unique. All right. Any non-spoiler thoughts, Aubrey? Nope. All right. I will uh, second Mark's um, comments there. Please go see this movie. If you watch the trailer, even get an inkling, you think you might like it, stay yourself spoiler free and go check this out. It was freaking awesome. So we're going to drop our spoiler sound drop and then we'll get into it. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future, and I had to prevent it. All right. Let's just spoil the heck out of Ready or Not. Let's go with things we liked. Uh, Mark Ellis, hit us with things you enjoyed about the movie. You know, if you watch the trailer, you have a pretty good idea of what the movie is, like the tone of the movie. So I had a feeling that, you know, as it started, that, you know, obviously the bride is going to be in trouble. Uh, they're going to be coming after but if I didn't care about her, I wouldn't. Uh, I would just like just you know kill her or whatever. The this actress Samara, she was instantly likable. Like within the first ten minutes of her character being on screen, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm rooting for her. Uh, she's a well written character, and this actress just blew it out of the water. So uh, I loved all of the performances, especially her and Adam Brody. I thought both of them were just like amazing. All right, how about you, Aubrey? I really like the story. I think it's different. And I'm always, you know, really interested in the story that I'm watching. Like Mark said, if you like Cabin in the Woods, I think you really would would enjoy this movie. I loved Cabin in the Woods. I thought it was a phenomenal uh, story. And, and this is no different. It's such a great story. It's so interesting. It keeps... It keeps you watching and it doesn't really get boring at any time, which I think is really cool. There was a couple of times where I was like, why? Well, this could have ended very quickly. But, you know, I'm happy it didn't because it, it was really interesting and I do like the way it ended. Mm-hmm. Joy, what about you? What did you love about it? Oh, my God, dude. I loved the movie. I thought it had just the right level of horror and gore. So I wasn't um, ever grossed out or like super scared, but it was, it was creepy and it had a really good vibe of, uh, you know, like how the hell are we going to, is she going to get out of this situation? And like, how is this, you know, you you couldn't really, it wasn't easy to predict what the movie was going to do. Like if you saw the trailers, you know, what's going to happen up to a certain point, but it was, you couldn't really, and there were enough um, twists and turns with the story that wasn't in the trailer that it, it kept you sitting there, like, guessing how this was going to turn out. Um, I love Samara Weaving. 
Um, ladies and gentlemen, you are new 2019 <laughs> Woman Crush of the Year Dark Horse candidate, Samara Weaving, um, who I also think would be fucking fantastic as Jennifer Walters and She-Hulk. Uh, she's so tiny. Well, of course. <laughs> she's When she's not hulked out, you know. Does uh, Mark Ruffalo look like the Hulk in real life? Or? I was trying to figure out where I knew her from, and it was because I've seen The Babysitter. I have not seen that, but I have heard very good things about it. And yeah, now that you, I know she's in it. I may be watching it soon. Yeah, you would like it. <laughs> I thought she was fantastic. Obviously, she's smoking hot. Um, and, and I just I loved the I loved the movie, man. I loved the uh, different <laughs> I loved the different kills. I loved the sense of humor the movie had. I loved the fact that they kept kind of teasing, like, all right, something's a little off with the family, like a little bit off, a little bit off, a little bit off, and it just keeps building. Like, okay, well, they worship Satan. <laughs> 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 They're making a pact with Satan, and then um, her husband like turned on her at the end. And I didn't expect that to happen. I thought uh, up until the very, very end, I thought he was going to do the same thing the other brother did, which was kind of like pull a fast one on the family and get her out of there. Mm-hmm. But no, he, he wasn't. And then when they all fucking exploded, I was dying. That was the fucking <laughs> funniest shit I'd seen in a movie theater in a long time. I loved when the sun came up and they all were like, no, and then nothing, nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> And they all fucking implode and like guts that are flying everywhere. Oh my god, it it was so fucking funny and it was so good. When she punched that little kid in the face, dude, I was just about to say that that cracked me up. You never see that in movies. No, you never see anything happen to kids. So when she punched <laughs> that kid in the face, I was fucking dying. And I, I, it was it's so well written and it's just really fucking good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the uh, the old lady whenever the camera like cut to her and it just shows her staring. I was fucking dying. <laughs> love her. Was she was she fucking when they killed that maid. <laughs> she hits a fucking arrow in the throat and then she's just gurgling on the floor. <laughs> like uncomfortably gurgling. And, and then finally she just walks over and cuts her fucking head off. <laughs> Jeez. Aubrey, were you able to handle this level of some of the gore in the movie? To, 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 I know you're not a big horror person. so Right. I mean, it's a little bit gross, but at the same time, it was it reminded me a lot of Cabin in the Woods, which mm-hmm. Cabin in the Woods had some gore in it, but it was like the same kind of level. where It was, it was really gross to watch, but at the same time, it was done in a different manner. Mm-hmm. The scene of her climbing out of the goat uh, well, where she has a hole in her hand and she has to use the nail to like climb her way out. I was right at that scene. I'm just like, whoa, they're getting me. This, that's that's probably one of the grossest scenes in the entire movie to me. <laughs> Were you OK, Aubrey, when people started exploding? Yeah, that was fine. Because it was just it was so ridiculous. By that time, it wasn't like real life. <laughs> what did she say when she saw the ghost in the chair? She's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, something like that. It was the devil. (laughs) She just walks away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. It was great. It was great. But, of course, uh, I know we've been tongue lashing the balls of this movie for about 10 minutes now. But what are things you didn't like about the movie, Aubrey? Um, I didn't really like how she was tranquilized and then, like, knocked down. Like, I don't understand why they had to go. I, I guess it kind of explains it. Why they had to go through like a whole ceremonial thing to kill her. Mm-hmm. And why at plenty of times they could have killed her and they didn't. 
And then in the end, it was to do a ceremony. So, like, I I could see why they did the ceremony, because it kind of avoids that curiosity as to why they just didn't kill her in the car and stuff like that, you know? So, I don't know, but that kind of bothered me. This is like, this movie could have ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel, not to jump too much into it, I kind of feel the same way, that they there were some scenes where they had to, like, kind of bend over backwards to make it work. You know what I mean? Like, a, they're definitely trying to squeeze a, a, a square puzzle piece into a round hole to get the story to where it needed to get to the end. Uh, so, that... And that scene where they tranquilize her was one of the scenes. Like almost any scene that involved the the butler guy, uh, it felt like they were trying to bend backwards to make sure that they can get to that part of the story to the end of the story. But I was fine because I was having so much fun. I didn't even care, especially because yeah. they just kept cutting to that old lady. <laughs> who I fucking loved. Um, I honestly am in agreement with both of you guys. I think a lot of the stuff with the butler, when especially when she got outside, started. I almost was starting to look. I think I should check what time it is on my phone. Um, but I did like the scene where she was in the kitchen um, hiding and she had to try to load the gun while he was cooking and singing. Mm-hmm. I, that was a really good scene. But yeah, w- once he got out, she got outside and he's chasing her with the car. It, 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 it kind of felt padding. But I felt at that point, too, the movie had built up so much goodwill that I was willing to just roll with it. Whereas if the movie had been kind of boring for the whole runtime. I would have been like, Oh fucking fuck. Let's go, you know, get her in the house. But uh, I, I, and that would probably be really the only, only parts I didn't really like about the movie was, uh, was that, yeah, everything else was great. Everything else was fucking funny as hell. Can't really think of anything else. I didn't like about the movie. It ended and there's no way there's going to be a sequel. <laughs> well, I do know someone who actually really did not like the movie at all. I, I also know someone who did not <laughs> like the movie. We're probably thinking about the same person, resident movie expert himself, not me, but Adam Wallyhawk did not care for this movie, gave it a a middle of the road grade. And I was just stunned. I mean, I can understand it. It, Not everything is for everyone, but man, I was really hoping he was going to like this one. I really, really am trying to promote this movie as much as I can. And him being a movie lover, I thought for sure this would be he would be all over it. But no. Wally Hawk uh, wasn't yeah. a fan. I, I was all over. I was totally selling it to him uh, through Messenger. And he went to see it with his wife. And he's like, he hated it. <laughs> <laughs> he said it felt like a college class made their first movie and tried their best. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh. I guess it's just not for him. Now I'm like really scared to hear what uh, So Wizard senior political correspondent Amanda thinks of this movie. No, I'm always God. scared to think of what Amanda thinks of movies because I feel like she's always judging me. Mm-hmm. Because I have a pleb taste in movies. <laughs> now I'm scared. I'm very scared, guys. Uh, I, I'm I, I'm going to say that she probably am, am not going not gonna to like it. She's probably not going to like it at all. But I could be, I could, I've been wrong before. I could be wrong. I have faith. I think she's going to love it. She's going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it because I really liked the movie. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's not really much else to say because uh, we love the movie. So, uh, you know, any final thoughts, guys? Not really. You know, one of the things that I really loved was the the way that her husband turned on her. It does suck that he didn't even get to celebrate the honeymoon. That part really, like, fucking, that sucks. But, uh, yeah, the, the fact that he turned on her when he found that his brother had died and he saw what she did to his mother with that box. <laughs> um, like, she was this sweet, nice, in-love girl at the beginning of the movie. 
And by that time in the movie, she just turned into like this kind of vicious killer. So he kind of killed her in a way, way before her family got a chance to like really kill her. So it's kind of his fault. Um, and the fact that I, when I saw that, I thought that was just really good storytelling. And she didn't kill his brother, but he didn't see that. Right. So he walks in on the body of her mother that he, she killed and her, his dead brother that he loved. So mm-hmm. you can almost kind of understand a little bit, but you can't, but you can a little bit, you know. a little bit. And the old lady did say that he would do that. You know, she did kind of hint that once he, he he's eventually going to find himself back to the family and she called it. She was right. All right. Yeah, I just got to reiterate, I fucking love this movie. Please go see it in the movie theater or buy it on Blu-ray when it comes out or something. Just help this movie make money so we get more cool movies like this. Um, And let's get a score out of five from everybody and wrap up this review. Aubrey, zero to five with five being the best and zero being the worst. I'll give it a 4.5. Mark Ellis Reagans. I'm going to have to agree with Aubrey, 4.5. I am going to give it a five out of five. Wow. I really, really loved this movie. <laughs> and I got to be honest with you, spoilers for uh, December 2019. This has got to be in my top five of the year at this point. I, I don't see how it's not. I really had a blast watching it. I loved it. Um, it was a lot of fun. It's kind of the type of horror movie that I like. Just that kind of edgy, right on the edge between like horror and, and comedy. And it was just, it was a, I had a blast watching it in a theater full of people, everybody laughing and gasping at stuff and yelling at the screen because, of course, we had to go to a more <laughs> urban movie theater. And uh, <laughs> and uh, my daughter also loved it, too. So, you know, we had a blast at the movie theater. So five out of five for me. That's that's ready or not. Go see it. Ready or not. Have you seen not. Capita in the Woods? No. See, I I know we've had a discussion about it before, and I said you would like it. And now that you like Ready or Not, I know you would like Captain in the Woods. <laughs> He's going to hate it. <laughs> if it's on Netflix or something, I'll watch it, but it's going to be a while. <laughs> I'm sure it's on Amazon Fire Stick. Uh, well, of course it is. Of, yeah. of course it is. <laughs> um, great. So let's get some recommendations and wrap it up before we tap it up. Aubrey, what do you got for the listeners out there? Uh, Everybody should go see Ready or Not. Everybody should check us out on social media and go watch Cabin in the Woods if you like Ready or Not. Awesome. How about you, Mark Ellis? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I've been so busy getting ready for Dragon Con that I haven't really watched anything new. So I'm just going to reiterate what Aubrey just said. Go see Ready or Not. You know, we can't can't promote this movie enough. It's very rare that all of us at Soul Wizard are going to be in agreement that something that's not superhero or Star Wars that gets the tie of a rating. So unless you're Adam Mollyhawk, sorry, Adam, go see Ready or Not. Um, I'm going to just throw out a question to you guys because we, we had a Patreon feedback question this week. And uh, it, it's kind of important to me. I've been thinking about it a lot for the last few weeks. Um, you guys have both seen the It Chapter 2 trailer, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I asked our Patreons <laughs> this in a poll in our secret Facebook group. And uh, I, I really wanted to get your guys' opinion as well. Um, so, you know, Pennywise has got you in this uh, Hall of Mirrors at the carnival. Uh, what is scarier? The fact that a child-eating demon clown has your child trapped away from you? Or the fact that the child-eating demon clown licks a carnival ride? Because if we've all been to a carnival, I don't want to put my tongue anywhere near one of the rides or things that all the people... Think of all the people that walked this Hall of Mirrors and touched that mirror before, and it hasn't been cleaned, and then he licks it. 
Nobody, what is more scary to you? Nobody touches the mirrors, man. Come on. There's probably fingerprints all over it. And people don't fucking wash their hands when they go to the bathroom and stuff, Mark. Yeah, that's true. But I don't think people don't wash their hands and go put their hands all over the mirror. I don't think that happens. Uh, all right. What about you, Aubrey? I take medication because I am a germaphobe. <laughs> so medicated it would be my child non-medicated <laughs> I, would, I would be pretty freaked out about it all i mean pennywise lives in a sewer he should know better first of all <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they don't even have to defeat him in battle they just wait for him to get sick yeah i don't even think non-medicated i wouldn't even have to like Watch him lick something, just him breathing in my general direction would send me into a frenzy. All right. Well, I, I will let you guys know that licking the carnival ride won out as the scarier of the two things. So. Because most of you people don't have children. All right. All right. I guess I'll stop licking carnival rides. Jeez. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I will recommend that uh, everybody goes to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just about any podcatcher under the sun. If you listen to podcasts, we will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search so Wizard Podcast. We got weekly new free content there all the time. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Podcast. Monetarily support the show. Get yourself access to our feedback question every week, as well as extra episodes of the podcast that are exclusive to Patreon. And as well, huge shout out to all our family in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. My recommendation is you go check out, through whatever means necessary, Dora in the Lost City of Gold. Because that is going to be our second Patreon episode exclusively. The review will be there for you on Patreon this month. And uh, it will be a very surprising review. I'm sure you will want to hear it. So check it out. Check out the movie. And that is going to do it for episode number 264. That's right. right. That's right. That's right. 264 in a row of the So Wizard podcast. Next week, we will be celebrating our five-year anniversary a couple weeks late, but we're going to be celebrating it so you can join us. And we're going to go back to episode one and see how the news stories we talked about shook out five years later. The second half a decade starts now, guys. We'll see you next week. On behalf of my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Ready or not. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Pray for me at DragonCon, everybody. <laughs> Black Panther 2 is coming. Wakanda forever. We'll see you next week, guys. Good journey. My hips to see if I still exist. I think not. I'll send a letter to my friends. A born again hooligan, no need to be king again. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. You're gonna find.